Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome in to VEASAN's Betting Across America from here at the South Point in Las Vegas. Thanks for spending part of a busy Sunday afternoon with us here at VEASAN, VEASAN.com. I'm Adam Candy in Las Vegas. It is Betting Across America. And so James Salinas is with us from Denver, Colorado, as we get ready for the final day of the PGA Championship, which is, of course, underway NBA playoffs are just tipping off for the day right now after an underdog and under-filled day on the Saturday opening day of the NBA postseason and National Hockey League rolls on as well. James, recap us on your Saturday before we get into what's going on today. How did it shake out for you? Saturday was kind of splitsville for me. I think I, I made out on some juice to the plus side with some of the baseball and the the basketball plays. And uh, the other part, too, is is some of the series plate prices that I'm engaged with now. I think that's more so, especially from the NBA side and both from the NHL side as well. I played a lot more series prices, whether it was, uh, you know, alternate series prices or in game or, you know, with, within the series price to alternate series lines, those types of things. But here, I think yesterday was really taken, taken away from the fact that like, you know, I have, I have series prices on the heat for that series with the bucks to go six or seven games and was Tempted to get involved with the Heat to win in six. I ultimately stayed away from that. And that number has increased now. It was plus 900. I saw it earlier now this morning at plus 1,100. I'm not sure if I'm going to get involved with that. But I think that's where you talked about the underdogs coming in and the unders coming in. Three out of the four, those unders played in. Looking at now game two coming up and all the adjustments that are going to go into it for certain series, uh, especially a game like the Heat and the Bucks, as well as the Nuggets and the, and the Portland Trailblazers. I'd like where I'm sitting with the four to two series win for Portland at a good plus four and a quarter, something like that price. Although I'm a little concerned now because we did see the lack of depth at the guard position really play out for the Nuggets. So now I'm not as con- I'm not as confident in that in that Portland. Se- I'm I'm confident in the series for Portland to take that series down, but I don't know now if it goes to six games just based on what we saw out of that backcourt or the lack of production from the Nuggets backcourt. I'm certainly understandable. Although 
to your credit, I would say it did take a pretty big three-point barrage for Portland to be able to run away with that game the way that it did. Although I will say, thankfully, the one play that I had in the NBA yesterday was over in that game. It was the one game uh, that got to an over, even with an overtime game between the Bucks and the Heat, uh, not quite getting there. Major League Baseball, of course, just getting underway, as well as, as we mentioned, the National Basketball Association Wizards and 76ers just about to tip off in Philadelphia in that one versus eight matchup. And the Sixers are minus 1,000 to win this thing. Wizards are plus 650. When we look at the odds for game one, see that the 76ers are eight-point favorites. Total is ticked up from 227 to 227 and a half. Uh, I don't know quite yet what I think of this series, James. And I know, obviously, I think the 76ers are going to win it. But how competitive I think Washington ultimately can be. Uh, We had a lot of confidence in Russell Westbrook, I think, coming into the first of the two playoff games in the play-in tournament and didn't really show up all that well in that first one. Now we see Russell Westbrook and as sort of a half-healthy Bradley Beal coming in against the 76ers team that we know defensively is as stout as any in the playoffs. But if you read the preview on VEASAN.com, as I would suggest, by Jonathan Von Tobel, he points to the fact that the Wizards' big run that led them into the playoffs was actually based on the defensive end. That's why for a Wizards game, this is a relatively low total of 227 and a half. Interesting number, and I think we're going to start to see not only that one feeling like it's low for the Wizards, a lot of these other numbers are going to start to be corrected by, 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 the, the, by the books, knowing full well that whatever we saw in that 72-game regular season of the NBA really felt like a lot of them felt like exhibition games, not knowing who was going to actually be able to play, and then especially the latter part of the season, we saw some teams clearly in tank mode that looked like exhibition play out there. I think here, this is one of the series, of the eight series, in the NBA playoffs that started this weekend, yesterday, and today. I have different series bets on six of them. This is one of them, to your point too, Adam. I'm not involved with this one. I didn't get involved with the game as of yet or the series. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Obviously, the the Sixers are a massive favorite, and for good reason, but I need to see it now play out in the playoffs, and for both these sides, but in particular for the Sixers. I think for the Sixers, Doc Rivers coming over as the new coach had a lot of things to clean up off the court within that locker room and get these guys to buy in with each other. There were some personality conflicts with players, personality conflicts with players towards the previous coaching regime. I think Doc Rivers has done a masterful job to get this team galvanized together, especially at least with their play on the court, in particular defensively here for the Sixers. But I want to see how this matchup goes. I know there's some bad blood between this Wizards team and the 76ers team, in particular with Westbrook and Embiid and a lot of chirping going on in some of the previous games. I think it's going to be a competitive series. I'm actually was leaning towards the Wizards taking the eight. I haven't gotten involved yet. I think I'm probably going to stay out of this first game. I haven't done anything with the series yet either and see where we can do maybe something in game as we're as we're going through the show today, Adam, uh, and maybe something after game one of this series, because I really just need to see there's some adjustments that I need to see some matchups that I need to see out here on this court before I for feel really comfortable to invest or get a position on this series. It makes sense, James, because we talk all the time about the NBA being an in-game sport. Well, we can talk about this as potentially being an in-game and an in-series uh, type of matchup because, again, I don't know what we're going to get out of the Wizards. We have a pretty good sense of who the 76ers are at this point of the year, but Russell Westbrook can be a difference maker, and we, of course, don't know just how healthy Bradley Beal is has he kind of been saving it up for this point of the year or is that hamstring still so bad that he really can't go at full speed for this Wizards team kind of want to see that before we get too deeply involved in talking about it the one that I think I am ready to talk a little bit more about is the Lakers and the Suns the next one that we have coming because there are just a million angles you could take into talking about this particular series. It is a 3.35 p.m. Eastern start today between the number two seed, the Suns, and the number seven seed, the Lakers. Suns minus two, total all the way down at 2.13. This opened at Lakers minus one. We don't have an injury report yet in on the Lakers. 
But, of course, we do expect that they should have as close to a full complement as you would think the Lakers would have at this time of year. James, we have the Lakers here as, I put in air quotes, the seventh seed. They're not a real seventh seed. This is kind of like a second-round matchup that we're getting. It's an unproven Suns team, but a Suns team that certainly has some pieces, especially led by Chris Paul and Devin Booker, that makes you believe they could be highly competitive in this series. Chris Paul with the the experience that he has, not only going into the playoff series, which breeds some confidence in for the Suns, healthy Suns team coming in to to this matchup against the Lakers. But this, I think that confidence level of knowing that somebody like Chris Paul has, they've worked it out all season long. And I think we saw, we saw so many teams when it came to rest management and load management, whatever we want to call it, maintenance. Uh, t- players need maintenance days to, uh, to kick it on the bench and not have to see the floor. Didn't really see that a whole lot from Chris Paul and or the Suns, but Coach Monty Williams was very strategic about utilizing his bench through the duration of the series. We saw a lot of players off that bench, three, four, five guys some nights, get significant minutes in a sense to keep them competitive, but and but also in a sense give them some maintenance when it came to the starters, in particular for Chris Paul. So I think here this is a this is a pretty fresh team for the Suns rolling into this matchup here against the Lakers. My big biggest concern is the Lakers side. You talked about the injury report and still waiting for that one to come out here soon. I suspect everybody will be available for the Lakers, but we know clearly that so many players, and in particular with LeBron James, not anywhere close to 100%. Now, his experience and his determination, his competitive spirit will get him over, get him through that piece, but always susceptible to tweaking when you're talking about an ankle injury, especially that high ankle injury he suffered where he came back and maybe he came back a little too early a few weeks back had to take some more time off to to just rest it again. He is clearly not 100%, and he won't be through the duration of the playoffs until they get to the offseason. So here, I didn't get involved with this game. I want to see how this matchup plays out, and I don't trust the Lakers' health, not only with LeBron, but a number of other players, AD included. So the only place I went here was looking at the series, figuring, all right, I think this is going to be a competitive series. Love where the Suns are at and what Chris Ball has delivered. You know Booker can make shots from all over the floor, too. Here with the Suns, uh, I didn't pick a team on either side of the series. I just took a couple pieces. Not going to be a big profit either way. I just need the series to go six games for me to be able to cash. I did a, uh, a bet with the series to go six games plus 190, and then the series to go seven games plus 180. So obviously, I'm not. I can't win both. I'm going to suffer a loss on one of those as long as they, we don't see a sweep. But I don't suspect we will. And I think this is going to go further than five games. That's the biggest position I have. That's the only position. I've gotten involved with with this series because you're right. A lot of storylines, a lot of question marks that come with those storylines for me. Lakers are minus 175, Suns plus 145 coming back on the series price. I do have a couple of thoughts on this game today in specific. The Phoenix Suns are going to come out today and know that as a two seed, they are a pretty significant underdog. And it feels to me like one of those things where this is a young Suns team with the exception of Chris Paul. They want to make a statement quickly. They want to make clear that they are going to be able to be competitive and hang with the Lakers. Whereas on the Lakers side, especially considering all the injuries they have and the championship experience of LeBron James, I don't think the Lakers look at game one as a must i think they feel very confident in the fact that if they can split in phoenix and go home at one one they'll be perfectly fine and they have a long road in front of them especially considering lebron does not look full strength on that ankle i think that the suns in the first half minus one and a half is the way that i want to go in terms of the early part of this game however There are some tempting prices in terms of trying to peg the margin, the index props on the end of this game. If you think that this is one of those things where Phoenix kind of starts it out with a burst, but the Lakers just sort of rope-a-dope them, and that's kind of the way I think this might end up going here today, Lakers to win by between 1 and 5 points is plus 425. Lakers to win by between 6 and 10 points is plus 475. I would like to play both of those and essentially no, yes, like you just see a profit. I can try to lock in a profit at what I think is the likely outcome of this game. 
at a lot better than playing the Lakers on the money line, where I'm probably getting something in the range of 130. And I think that you can pretty well feel confident that with the health of the Lakers, with the way the Suns are going to approach this game, you're not going to see the Lakers blow the Suns out here today. But I do think the Lakers' experience does matter quite a bit when it comes to finishing out these games against the Suns early on. We also have the Hawks and the Knicks. My New York Knicks, I don't know if they'll be your New York Knicks the way they were last time we talked about them, but this game is a pick 'em. Opened at Knicks two and a half. 213 and a half feels just about right for a Knicks team that led the NBA in defensive ratings. So here we are with the four versus the five. Madison Square Garden hosting a playoff series for the first time in quite a long time. 705 Eastern start. How do you think the Hawks and the Knicks match up, James? And at Madison Square Garden should be, I don't know if it's full capacity, but you're going to see a lot of folks in that building for this game tonight, similar to what we saw in Brooklyn. And I think that's something to also look at, not only for this series, but all these series. What is the home crowd? What is the capacity of these arenas that they're going to be playing in? And how much did that impact the game? Now, not that thinking about last night with the Nets uh, and impact of the game, they were going to, they're clearly the better team than Boston, but players talked about it. They, they got an edge. They got an energy from it because they really hadn't been having that all regular season long. I think we're definitely going to see that in Madison Square Garden tonight, too. So going to be a fun game, always relevant for the NBA when when the Knicks can be in the playoffs. So I did bet the under. It was at 215 and a half earlier this morning. We talked about it on the pregame show with Brady Cannon. At the last time we looked, it was 212 and a half. Now it's ticked up to 213 and a half. So it's moving all over the place with now the Knicks laying a, a, a point at home in this game. I didn't get involved with the side. I'm just going to play this total feeling like you're going to be at home here. We know what that rowdy crowd in the garden is going to be like, and the Knicks feed off of that, especially on the defensive side, and that's what I'm looking for here to play this total. Now, I did get involved. Another kind of thing here. I'm not really sure where to go with the series, so just trying to lock myself in a profit. I think this is going to be a very competitive series, going to be a deep series, so I did play the the I did play the series to go either six games at plus 200 or seven games to plus 200. So obviously, again, uh, going to lose one of those. But I don't see this game. It's not going to be a sweep by any means. I think this is going to go well beyond five games. I think this is going to be a super competitive series. The biggest piece for me, too, is veteran coaches for both of these teams. And you talked about in-game adjustments and in-series adjustments. That's what we're going to see a lot of from this Knicks and this Hawks game. One X factor for me is going to be Derrick Rose. He looks very healthy since coming over from Detroit. He's played very well for the Knicks off the bench. His veteran leadership, his experience playing in the playoffs to take big shots and to make big shots, I think that's going to be key for the Knicks in each of these games as the series grinds on in that fourth quarter. So I favor the Knicks to win the series. Didn't get involved there. Just those two series plays at six and at seven games to plus 200 on both of those. Where I'd be looking here today specifically, uh, check your Julius Randle props. See what you can get, where you can get it. Uh, the one I'm looking at right now, I don't love. It's 26 and a half, juiced at 30 to the over. It's probably more than I want to pay. But if you can find this thing down closer to 25 and a half, 24 and a half, even I'd like it for Julius Randle if you don't have to pay a lot of juice. They had a lot of trouble defending him when the Knicks swept the Hawks in the regular season. More NBA when we return on Betting Across America. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Back to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM from Las Vegas and Denver. Adam Candy and James Salinas running through the NBA playoffs here at the moment. We are underway between the 76ers and the Wizards. Halfway through period number one, 12-6 in favor of the 76ers. As we get you the most updated lines And the Sixers are nine and a half point favorites on the live line with a total of 218 up, uh, I should say down from 227 and a half where it closed. One series we did not get to is a series, James, that I I think we're going to have to talk about alternate ways into this series because the Grizzlies and the Jazz do not present a lot of drama in terms of who we think is going to win the series Uh, obviously the utah jazz were the best team in the western conference they are minus 1400 to win this series they have donovan mitchell in some way shape or form back they're nine point favorites here tonight total of 217 and i think you have a pretty smart way of looking at the return of spider mitchell here for the jazz that's the only place that I've gone. I, I couldn't find out of the eight series. Like I said, I've got investments in and six of them when it comes to the series prices. I didn't get involved here because of Donovan Mitchell, partly uh, and his injured ankle hasn't played since April 16th. So it's going to take him some time in my mind. Anyway, you've been out. If you've been out for, for, for over a month, haven't played competitively and you haven't been on your feet for the most part because you've been dealing with an ankle injury. So I think from a conditioning factor will be one issue and then getting back out on the court and then playing at a playoff level, which is exactly where the Grizzlies are playing right now. Grizzlies, young team coming in with plenty of confidence after knocking off Steph Curry and the Warriors in overtime the other night, especially on the road. Now we're rolling to Salt Lake with a a Jazz team that, yeah, they're going to be the number one seed throughout the playoffs, and they've had a dominant record at home. But working Spider Mitchell back into the lineup, I think it's going to take him, obviously, some time to, to get acclimated to just competing again, let alone playing and competing at a playoff level and thinking about the Jazz. It's a deep team. They run plenty of the the way their sets run, a lot of four out and when Gobert's out the four, a lot of five out lanes for a lot of shooters. So they share the ball very well because they space the floor very well, very unselfish team. Looking at the only position I got in this one here, Adam, was looking at the prop market. It was Donovan Mitchell, his total points in the game sitting at 27 and a half. I just felt like that was a big ask for a 
player who hasn't been on the floor for over a month and now stepping into the competitive nature of what we've seen in the playoffs, especially early on, much more defensive minded. Throw out the 72 game exhibition season. Now it's game time and you're going to see a lot more value on possessions, not throwing the basketball away. It's not going to be up and down affair, even though Memphis wants to run it that way. I just thought like that was a really big ask to think that Spider Mitchell fully capable of lighting up any team on any given night, but his first game back playoff scenario as well to go and hit 28 points. I'm going to bet against Spider Mitchell that I just don't think he's going to have that. The rust is there and I don't think he's going to have as many touches or as many minutes on the court tonight. If you look at the exact series on this one, you're seeing plus 200 on both the jazz sweep and jazz four one. I would like there to be some sort of variance there if I were going to play them both, but it's hard to see the series going beyond five games. If the Utah jazz have anything of a full compliment. And as you talked about with Donovan Mitchell, I think the most important thing when we talk about these point props, I'm not worried so much about the health and the performance. I'm worried about the minutes and I'm worried about the usage and Spider Mitchell. When he's played, a lot of the time he played this year was without Mike Conley, and his usage rate went through the ceiling, and his numbers went through the ceiling at the same time. Yet, when you talk about this situation, there is absolutely no need for Quinn Snyder to push Donovan Mitchell here. I mean, if he might play 25 minutes in this game, and if he does that, he's not getting 27 points. So, you know, I think you have a very strong way of looking at it because overall for the Grizzlies, look how big of a victory it was just to get to this point for a team as young as Memphis. Also, Utah is going to bomb away from the three-point line. So if you're looking for ways into this, and you again, we're talking about alternate ways of getting into these games. If you don't want to try to play the spread, not knowing what's going on with Donovan Mitchell, I'd be looking at three-pointer props as well. So I think you can look at uh, some of the Utah Jazz players and see guys like Bogdanovich at over two and a half minus 106 uh, as potentially really good options here. I'd be looking as well for Joe Ingles uh, if I could find him. NHL playoffs, of course, are full swing here at the moment. And the PGA Championship is on its final day with a couple of huge names as the betting favorites. We'll get to those when we come back. You're tuned into Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find betting edge and of course we have all the odds data analysis for every game as well start your next sports bet at vcin.com Welcome back into Betting Across America, everyone. VEASAN and, of course, VEASAN.com. If you are on that 10-day free trial, checking us out. Thanks for checking in on the video version of what we produce here at VEASAN. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Candy. James Salinas is in Denver. J.J. Leonard keeping us on the tracks behind the glass. It is the final day of golf's second major, the PGA Championship. Wow. Brooks Kepka. It's a major. Of course he's in it. But how about Phil Mickelson doing it for the dads? Seven under for Phil Mickelson coming into today. Brooks Kepka is a shot behind that. Louis Stazen is at five under. Kevin Streelman is at four. Betting favorite is Brooks Kepka at plus 160. Phil Mickelson plus 275. in two shots off at plus 550. Kevin Streelman at 16 to 1. Datagolf.com, which has some great tools for handicapping the field, has Kepka as a 31% favorite to win it, and Mickelson at 26 and a half. So if you believe in that modeling, you would see a little bit of value uh, there on Phil Mickelson at plus 275. 
Mickelson and Brooks have led the field in strokes gained on approach all week long. Haven't been really putting well, but none of the leaders have had to putt particularly well to uh, get ahead in this tournament. The leaders will tee off 11-20, 11-25 here on the final day of the PGA. Should be a fun one to watch on down the stretch. James, of course, we are still months away from the start of the NFL season, but I know you are an NFL fanatic when it comes to looking at these, uh, not just ahead at games and divisions and Super Bowl odds, but of course, some of these interesting props as well. And we have a couple of good looks at rookie receivers and their touchdown props. And I kind of want to throw a couple of matchups at you and see which one you like better, which one you think is the better bet between these two. And the first one is the first couple of guys who came off the board this year in Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. Their lines both sitting at seven and a half on their touchdowns. It is minus 110 on the over for Pitts, and uh, Jamar Chase is juiced ever so slightly to the under if you had to play one of these and you had to to, uh, get involved with Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase where are you going it's got to be Kyle Pitts for me thinking about Jamar Chase you got to think about well who do they play and who's going to throw the football to them Uh, that's the biggest question for me I know we've heard some some talk about that the doctors for Joe Burrow talking about he'll be ready for opening day week one of the NFL season. That seems pretty optimistic to me that Burrow will be back out there just nine months removed from major knee surgery. So from the physical standpoint, I think that's that, that I think that's overly optimistic. And then I think from the psychological standpoint to get yourself to where you've actually feel comfortable back with your repaired, your, your prepare, your repaired knee back out on the field. I think that's a tall order for Burrow to come back. So just looking at Jamar Chase, excellent talent, obviously incredible talent, but you're going to a bad football team with an offensive line still needing a work in progress and big questions at the quarterback position. Not sure how that's going to get up there past over eight or seven and a half touchdowns sitting there with Jamar Chase just knowing, thinking about the division that they play in as well. And Cleveland has gotten better in their secondary. We know Pittsburgh and Baltimore are very stiff and stout on the defensive side. Thinking about the other side with Kyle Pitts, well, we know who's going to be throwing the football to Kyle Pitts, and it's going to be Matt Ryan. And say what you will about Matt Ryan, but he is a veteran quarterback, and they have plenty of talent around him to space the field and allow for Kyle Pitts to uh, really work all over the different places on the field, especially, I think, in the red zone. And we know Arthur Smith loves to utilize those tight ends. That was his propensity wherever he's been, especially with Tennessee, getting tight ends involved in the passing game. I think for Kyle Pitts going into a very advantageous situation with the Atlanta Falcons, I think there's going to be plenty of targets for Pitts and opportunities in the red zone. So if I was going to butt one of those, I'd be looking at Pitts to go over that touchdown total of seven and a half. 100% with you on this one, James. And it's largely fading chase uh, as much as it is going with Kyle Pitts because don't forget the other weapons that are there in Cincinnati. I mean, Tyler Boyd is there. T. Higgins is there. Joe Burrow or whoever is behind center has a lot of places to spread that football around. Kyle Pitts is going to be the featured tight end in an offense with Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan, as you mentioned. Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, that number is sitting there at five and a half. Uh, Is juiced to the under on Smith, juiced to the over on Waddell. Obviously, Naturally, we're adjusting the numbers down here for guys who might not play the same role in those offenses and guys who have lesser quarterbacks throwing to them. Smith or Waddle, how do you handicap the Alabama battle? That's this one's a challenge for me. I, I've, when we talked about the other one, it clearly jumped off the page at me for Kyle Pitts. This one here, thinking about, well, I, I probably would go against Jalen Waddle, just knowing that. Think about the moves that they have and the receivers that they have at the wideout position for Miami, bringing in Fuller. We know Fuller has the ability to to stretch the field deep. Parker's a veteran or been around for quite a while. He's a receiver that I think Miami trusts, as well as Gasecki at the tight end position. I think. That was for for Tua. That was kind of that was his whoopee. That was kind of his safety blanket and his outlet to go to when Gisecki was healthy and on the field. Very productive. 
active player. So this isn't going to be a situation where De where Jalen Waddle just steps right in and starts to become a force as a rookie, and especially with Tua, I just don't know if I have a lot of confidence with him getting the ball consistently down the field for bigger plays, especially with a very young offensive line for Miami. Not so much on the Eagles' side either with Smith, but I think for Miami, they want to make a commitment to trying to run the football and take some pressure off of Tua as opposed to Philadelphia, which is a, totally a work in progress as well. I think if I was going to be, bet between those two, it would be so more on Waddle to go under that total just because I just don't think he's going to have nearly as much of an impact or his opportunities as you might see with Devonta Smith. The Eagles are going to be behind a lot. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. If I'm going one way with this, I'm going Devontae Smith over Waddle just for that reason alone. The NHL playoffs are in full swing. We're going to talk to Lou Finicaro about it on the other side here on Betting Across America from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any golfer to win the PGA Championship, and any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, regardless of your bet's outcome. Let's say you're in pretty good shape there. 
Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back in to Betting Across America. We are live with the odds from different parts of the country here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, Las Vegas and Denver, your sources for the Nevada and Colorado markets here today. Adam Candy and James Salinas going through a heavy Sunday of action. Quick updates from baseball. First inning run for the Tampa Bay Rays against Hyun Jin Ryu has stood up so far. It is the top of the third inning, and the Tampa Bay Rays have a one to nothing lead. Jameson Tyone and the New York Yankees get two in the first against Dallas Keuchel. Top of the second inning there, and New York has a two to nothing lead over the White Sox. NHL has four games on the card today. We should have some very exciting action if it looks anything like it has for the last couple of days. And James and I want to bring in an expert to chat on the hockey scene. Lou Finicaro, find him on Twitter at Gamblu, is going to join us here. And uh, Lou, welcome. Happy Sunday. Uh, heard you on the uh, on the discussion with our producer, JJ, a moment ago. And excited to hear that you and I are on the same side of one game in particular today. Let's start north of the border and talk about Winnipeg and Edmonton, a low-scoring series thus far. Winnipeg wins the first two in Edmonton, and they're getting some reinforcements back today as they come home. They're getting reinforcements uh, back and honestly, whether they needed them or not, they're playing a confident brand of hockey similar to the kind of hockey they were playing about three or four weeks before the season ended. It's a team that is uh, gristled and, and uh, laden with playoff frustration in past years when they've been bloated favorites. They came in this year uh, completely overlooked, and their style of play from the goal out, more defensive in approach is suited perfectly for the postseason while Edmonton, down 0-2 in the series, enters this game in Winnipeg tonight with tons of pressure, and the price keeps going up on Edmonton, and in my opinion, the opportunity keeps growing on Winnipeg. Good morning, Lou. Great to have you join us on a Sunday morning. Always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. So looking at the top of the card, first game first uh, game coming up here in about 45 minutes or so to drop the puck is going to be the Predators hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, Predators still a, a dog in this series. We're able to fight back and, and play with some desperation to win that game double overtime the other night. Now looking at a plus price on the Predators at home to try to even the series plus 125 out here anyway and the hurricanes dollar 55 favorite on the road to go up three to one i think we heard some uh, some rumblings out of coach brindamore from the hurricane side about his displeasure about the officiating in that last game with seven power play opportunities for nashville versus just three for the canes uh, how do you see this one rolling out here with the hurricanes a pretty significant favorite on the road in nashville yeah, well, um, what we know from the numbers is that road teams fare pretty well during the NHL playoffs, and, and road favorites fare best of all numerically. So uh, while it's it, this is an advantageous position for the Canes, uh, they open 130, they're now 155. I, I tend to think that Nashville is going to be up to the task here, though I, I don't really have the fortitude to take that side. I think rather... 
I'm going to rely on what these two teams did during the regular season as well, the first couple games of this series. And I think I see some goals in this game. Uh, five and a half open minus 110. Now it's grown to minus 130, minus 135. And I don't think that accurately reflects what we're going to see out of the style of play. These two teams play wide open when they face one another. I also think we're going to see the second or third goaltender for um, Carolina, either Mrazek or Rymers, and I'm waiting uh, to see which one that is. Even if they go with the rookie starter, I am undeterred in my uh, in my like for the love for the over five and a half in this game. Lou Finicaro joining us here on VEASAN with Adam Candy and James Salinas on Betting Across America. There has been one series that we expected it would be domination, and we've gotten it from the Colorado Avalanche against the St. Louis Blues. They have 15 goals through the Avalanche through three games. Nathan McKinnon has been as advertised, and Philip Grubauer has been up to the task. Avalanche are minus 230 coming in tonight, 508 Eastern start, total of five and a half here. Uh, do you think they finish off this series this evening? Yeah, the history says they do. Uh, the trends say they do. I, I want to come clean. Uh, James is probably not going to invite me on anymore. I, I was doing cartwheels over the Blues, not only in this series, but uh, for that division. I can't have missed uh, a prediction any more uh, than I did. But my opinion is that Colorado resembles a little bit Edmonton and a little bit Toronto. I, I think they're fast, they're deep, they're skilled. But after having to go through St. Louis and then the heavy kind of style of play that Las Vegas is going to play, I think they're going to be compromised. I don't look at them as the outright cup favorite that everyone does, even though they're likely to sweep tonight. Lou, you're always invited. I am not a fan of any team. I'm a fan of, of, of whoever team is, whatever team I'm betting on and whoever's going to cover. That's who I'm a fan of. So anytime you're back here in Denver, always good to get, get back in touch with you, my friend. So thinking about that said, at looking at the Bruins taking on the Caps tonight. Now, yeah, some very competitive games within the series, three of them going to overtime. But just from the eye test alone, I guess for me anyway, looking at the Bruins here, it They've just looked like the faster team. They just feel like they've been playing with more energy, more edge, more hunger, have the Boston Bruins. And now looking at a $1.35 favorite for the Bruins on the road to close, potentially close out the Capitals in this series. Uh, which way are you leaning here with Bruins and Caps? Uh, well, I have a series bet on the Bruins minus 155. So uh, th th while this game is a watch for me, I think the Bruins are as you describe. And, and in the playoffs, uh, if we're not balancing the analytics with the eye test, I think we're doing it wrong. That's, but that's, that's my eye test. There's a lot of ways to win here. I think Boston's up for it, and they've got a couple of games to get this finished. Washington's arguably getting healthier. Uh, the goaltending man rask to uh, the goal, the rookie goaltender for uh, Washington, to me, is a mismatch in a really tight one-goal game. These two teams in playoffs, I think it's seven games now they've played to one goal, and I look for a tight Boston win today. Lou, that is such a great point about balancing the analytics versus what can happen in a short series here and what you're seeing. And I think going back to the first game with Winnipeg and Edmonton bears it out. If you look at the advanced numbers on the Edmonton Oilers, they've dominated Corsi Ford. They've dominated high danger chances. They've dominated all the numbers that season long I tend to look at. And then my eye tells me that Connor Hellebuck is in one of those Connor Hellebuck kind of zones. He has stopped 64 out of 65 shots. He's absolutely a goaltender who can win you a series, and he's playing that kind of hockey right now. Couldn't agree more. And, and my opinion is is that Corsi and some of those that stats that are so accurate during the regular season, I do not use in the postseason because the the postseason's game is so different. Uh, my stats revolve around shots against, goals against, from the goal out. If my team, like the Islanders, can score a goal, bully for them. But I'm not taking teams, high-flying teams like Toronto and Edmonton that don't play from the goal out. That's a 
regular season uh, success story, not a postseason recipe for success, in my opinion. Lou, you mentioned the Islanders who do play the Penguins tomorrow. Uh, very competitive series so far. Not only that game, is there anything on the card for tomorrow's schedule that you're looking ahead towards? Yeah, there's five games tomorrow, and they're, they're going to be great. How's Las Vegas handle being at home in a closeout situation? Lots of smart handicappers in and around Las Vegas. We're calling for the death of Las Vegas while I'm calling them the team that's going to compete in the Stanley Cup. They, I think this is a strong team, and I think they've sucked a little of the heart out of Minnesota, and they may be a live team tomorrow. And I think I love road teams, and, and we mentioned it already. I think the Islanders, with their from-the-goal-out approach, are going to be up to the task in Pittsburgh in a game that should be really fascinating. Find him on Twitter at Gamblu, L-O-U. Lou Finicaro, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for stopping by and uh, have fun watching those games today. Thanks so much for having me on, guys, and good luck, everyone. Much appreciated. The same we extend back to you. Uh, what I was mentioning with the reinforcements for the Winnipeg Jets today, uh, Nick Ehlers is going to be back into the lineup, and that is an enormous addition on the wing for the Winnipeg Jets in 47 regular season games this year. He came up with 46 points. If you play at a point a game pace in the NHL, you are doing what the elites do in this game. And you slot him back into this Winnipeg offense and you come up with what you've seen from the Winnipeg defense in front of Connor Hellebuck. I have the Jets in the account here at plus 110 for this game three. When we come back, more from the NBA, NFL, and we'll get the PGA Championship updated as well. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America. You are tuned in on the Sports Betting Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.